The diesel shoves. Dubon continues the hit streak, and the Astros shut out the hottest team in baseball for a second straight game. A third straight quality series win. That's right. We'll talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Greg H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can we find you at? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right, guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being what we call an everydayer. That's somebody that listens to our podcast every day, whether the Astros win like they did today or whether they lose like they did the first game in the series. But we're always here to talk Astros baseball. Make sure you also listen. Make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the Lockdown Astros podcast. And don't forget about the World Series rematch this Friday night. That's right. We're going to be playing the Phillies at Min Maid Park, and you can listen to all the home team broadcasts on Sirius XM. And just go ahead and uh, search for the, the uh, XX, sorry, SXM app and go ahead and search Astros. And you can go ahead and listen to all the play by play action on Sirius XM. So I'm excited about that series, but I'm excited about the five and one road trip that we just yeah. had. And what we did against the Blue Jays as well. I mean, these teams that we've been playing were some of the best teams in baseball. And the Astros just seem to rise to the occasion. They all rise to the occasion. <laughs> no, we're not. I see what you did there. <laughs> we are not going to go with that mantra. That, that can stay up there up north where they like to lose in the playoffs, the Yankees, I might add. But, dude, after – getting beat by the Tigers early on, struggling at home to go on the road. You're like, okay, this is a tough part of the schedule. I was like, if we go 500 on this road trip, I'll be happy with that. We went five and one. And not only did we go five and one, the last three games were with, we were without Jordan Alvarez and the team still found a way to win a one to nothing shutout. I'll take it a five to nothing shutout the game before I'll take it. The Rays have been the hottest hitting team in baseball. And Hunter Brown, Eric, went out there and did an absolute masterclass of a job against this Rays offense. I mean, Wander Franco, I mean, even Bethancourt's been hitting. This team has got some hitters. Diaz, a Rosarina, who's been the hottest bat in all the baseball. And look, dude, seven innings, two hits, two earned runs, and eight strikeouts. What more can you say about the diesel? The kid is dealing, and he's 3-0. and I mean, I know we talked about Javier being a early favorite for Cy Young preseason. Hunter Brown may work his way not only into a Cy Young conversation, but he could work his way into the Rookie of the Year conversation as well. 
Yes, definitely. And I know this is one that Tampa Bay Rays were one of the best offenses in baseball. And you, you saw how much the Astros pitching was kind of hot and cold. And then at times you're like, who are these guys? Where are the good Astros pitchers? Well, they're here. I know game one wasn't really a prime example. You had Jose Arquiti. I think he only pitched, what, two and two-thirds innings. And you had Seth Martinez kind of filling the gaps. But then you had the next two pitchers, Luis Garcia. And then Hunter Brown did what he did today. And he was very efficient. He was very effective. And he was keeping them off balance. And I know that on the broadcast, they were talking about there's another pitcher that throws the same way Hunter Brown does. It's not Justin Verlander. It is Jacob DeGrom. And so that, so with his power stuff, his power breaking pitches, and it's just hard to catch, uh, to hit, uh, hit him when he's on. And he was on today and uh, he was throwing 97.7 um, pretty consistently. He was hitting in the upper 90s. So this guy was just lighting up the radar gun. He was keeping uh, Randy or Rosarina. I feel so mm. bad for him. As good of a player as he is, He's looked lost at times in this series, but as uh, the off the Astros offense, you can't really say they did a great job in this game. I mean, you only won one to nothing, and that one run was scored on an error by uh, Wander Franco, and that's, that's one right. of those plays that's like, dude, you got to make that play if you're a Rays fan. But thank God they made that play. And and a second, I'm gonna have to talk about the Rays' choice for pitching. Um, in this game and I mean yeah, I know well, it it was just kind of weird situation we'll have to talk about this whole opener situation so Hunter Brown um I want to show this I'm I'm loving baseball savant's new set of stats and if you look at this right here this shows a chart and if you're listening you'll have to go to YouTube and check us out it shows how fast he's throwing each pitch his knuckle curve between 80 and 85 his splitter between 85 and 90 then his slider between 90 and 95, and then his forcing between 95 and 97. And they break it down for you, and they show you each grouping, each pitch grouped in its own quadrant. But I want to look at this forcing fastball from 93.3 to 97.7, and look at this, this knuckle curve, 85.5 miles an hour down to 79.5. You know who that reminds then, me of? Royals. Who's that? He used to have that big gap in his fastball and his curveball. Yeah. And so you love to see that this kid was absolutely dealing on the mound and you need to do that. And at times I'm, I'm sure as a pitcher, it could get frustrating if your offense isn't necessarily picking you up, but they got the one run. They got the one run early. So they had the lead. It was one of those, you had to walk a tight rope, but he only gave up two hits. He was missing barrels. 12 swings and misses today. And like Mr. Richard said, there were no home runs in this series by the Rays. The Rays, who had hit 22 a home run in 22 straight games, got blanked on the home run board by the Houston Astros. That's why after game one, I wasn't too super discouraged. Yeah, I was disappointed with how everything happened, but I knew that the Astros by limiting the home run ball. And I know Lance McCullers talked about it after game one, too. He said, you know what? We broke their homer streak. Now we're going to break their uh, home winning streak. 
And that's what they did. Now they're on a, another uh, losing streak now, the Tampa Bay Rays at home. So the Astros are a legit team. They're a sleeping giant. There's a, they're a team that was kind of treading water, as uh, Dusty Baker called it, as they were trying to find their balance. They're still trying to find some consistency from first base. But Jeremy Pena looks like a totally different guy hitting second. And that's where he should be. I know when Michael Brantley comes back, he did not play today, but so far with the triple A, triple a uh, space Cowboys, he's two for five uh, with a walk, but uh, he did not play today. That was a planned day off. But when he comes back, I'm sure Dusty Baker is going to want to bat him second just because he's Michael Brantley. But Jeremy Pena is just so much better hitter, not leading off but hitting second. I don't, I can't explain. Yeah. I don't think anybody can explain why he's well, so much better hitter. He just, it may just be a mentality thing. And while we talk about Jeremy Pena, um, the member of the fan club, I'm a, I'm a president of Mr. Dubon says, Hey, what about me? What about Mauricio? I was going to save that for a second segment, but since his <laughs> face is here, hi Mauricio. But, <laughs> but you know, here's the deal. Not to take anything away from Pena. Not only did Pena's bat, work today two for four eric at the end of the game he made a game saving stab i think mm -hmm. a grab and it was his glove he's a gold glover he is a legit major league shortstop he's the kid that we talk about all the time came into camp and said i'm not trying to be carlos Correa. i'm trying to be me and he when he struggles at the plate he takes on a lot of criticism i doubt he hears it but let me tell you that he is a guy that you can count on. And if you have a car or a truck and you need a place that you can count on to get parts, the right parts, the right fit, the right prices, I want you to go to ebaymotors.com. For a championship team like the Houston Astros, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So when Jordan Alvarez is out or when your rotors are out, you need to go to the right place, eBay Motors, where the where they have the eBay guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every part that you get that you need fits for the first time. That's right. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know that it will fit or you get your money back because just like sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. The Houston Astros, they had no doubt going into the last three series they could win and when you got a, over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items apply. And eligible items only, exclusions apply. You know who else is riding high right now? Let's talk about your your guy, Mauricio Devon. He's joined a exclusive club in Astros history, the 20 Hit Street Club. Tony Eusebio, he, he's not the leader of that. That's Willie Tavares with 30. But th uh, this guy is doing stuff that I don't think any of y'all, I'm, I'm looking at all y'all watching this. Nobody predicted the season that Mauricio Devon is having so far. And it's great. We all wondered who was going to replace Jose Altuve while he's out. And David Hensley, he's not having the best season. And I, part of it is probably because he's not playing.
but just imagine if maybe Devon wasn't hitting like this, what would you be doing at first at second base? So thankfully, Doobie, as everybody calls him, is doing so good. 20 game streak. So you want to know who he's joined uh, this with? He it's the 15th hitting streak of 20 or more games in Astros history. It's the first you talked about this yesterday since Hunter Pence's 23 gamer in 2011. I miss Hunter Pence so much. But Willie Tavares, Jeff Kent, Tony Eusebio, Hunter Pence, Moises Alou, Luis Gonzalez, Art Howe, Cesar Cedeno, Miguel Tejada, I don't care how old he is, Lance Berkman, <laughs> Dickie Thon, uh, Lee May, wow. Kevin Bass, and Rusty Stop. So that's, Whoa, that's the a- names on that 20 uh, hit streak. So that's so that is an exhaustive list. And look, Eric, see, I did back on the 15th of March. I did say Dubon will get a 20 game hit streak. (laughs) I actually just wrote that. No, I didn't have that on my bingo card. I didn't have um, Jake Myers changing the leg kick on my bingo card. Um, Look, this club is the king of adjustments. Mauricio Dubon is playing with the confidence of a thousand men. And I absolutely love it. He's seeing the ball. Well, he puts the ball in play. He rarely strikes out. And that's right. No one, bro. No one had this going. And like I said yesterday, Tony Eusebio's streak was unique because it took like two months to get it because he wasn't an everyday player. Um, Willie Tavares, you know, leads with that 30 game, which is the longest. And, that's a streak that I would love to see broken. Mauricio Dubon does it again, 20 games. That's amazing. When Jose Altuve comes back, the question is, how are they going to get Mauricio Dubon in this lineup on an everyday basis? Because there's a lot of people who feel like he has earned that. Um, and I think the easy answer, unless um, Jake Myers and Chaz McCormick just, I mean, Jake Myers has is earning playing time. We don't know what's going on. Chasm Cormick. I know he's going to start making some rehab appearances, but I think you're going to see him as a Marwin Gonzalez type role, a led Diaz type role where he plays maybe some second base, maybe some, a shortstop, maybe even some at third base. Maybe he'll uh, kind of go around the outfield, but maybe you just put him in center field more often than not. And I mean, yeah. until I me, mean, Jake Myers is doing great. I know he had a hitless streak today, but uh, he was batting 300 before today. He's batting 281 right now. So since the toe tap, he's come back. The deep, the offense has come back a little bit for him. So uh, Corey Jolt, a lot of Astros had an O for today. I'm they not did. too worried about that. But your guy, your guy, Yiner Diaz, the guy that every time he starts as a catcher, the Astros win. There you go, Brett. Are well, you happy? Are you entertained? Well, are you inter- are you not entertained? This is Sparta. So I'm I, I'm being accused by my co-host of being a Yanner Diaz guy, but on Twitter, I'm being accused of being a Maldi truther. So I clearly cannot play both sides of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. Um look, Yanner Diaz, I this is what I think needs to go on with Maldi and Yanner Diaz. Maldonado is the catcher. He is the starting catcher. Y'all need to build a bridge and just get over it. That's not going to change. I would like to see Diaz get more starts other than Hunter Brown. I think it'd be nice for him to catch Framber and Hunter. Yeah, I would like to see that. Someone asked in the chat earlier, if Rakiti continues to struggle, 
Do they flip the script where Kitty goes to the back end of the bullpen and you move Hunter Brown up? That's something you would have to finagle with the scheduling and things like that. But Yiner Diaz, if he gets more plate appearances, he gets more time behind the plate, he becomes valuable, okay? He becomes valuable. My problem with the catching situation is if Maldonado is in decline, he still ranks high in some certain, you know, defensive metrics, but he has lost a little bit of a step. He did explain all the pass balls in Minnesota. He had a hard time seeing the balls going from the light to the shadow. But at the end of the day, Maldonado is the captain of this team. Nobody puts in more work, more homework, studies more, and has the confidence of the bullpen and the pitchers more than Martin Maldonado. And so with that being said, at some point, he's going to come to an end, his career. Why not give Diaz more starts? I think Diaz, I don't know about Salazar, but I think Diaz, if he's going to be up there, don't waste him on the bench. Yeah, okay, he'll be DH every once in a while. But when he, he was DH in game two, he looked overmatched. He didn't look too comfortable. Behind the plate, I think he's more comfortable. He's kind of like Jordan. Jordan plays better when he's in the field. Diaz may play better when he's behind the plate. Or as so, great Evan Gaddis. Yeah, well, I mean, I would I, I would hope that at some point he, he he goes beyond that because, you know, Evan was good when, when he was here for a, for a moment. But I think I think Diaz has more upside. He just needs more playing time. Yeah. But it's okay if Maldonado is a starter. I just think Diaz does deserve a few more starts. So I guess I'm a, a Maldi truther and a Diaz defender. I'll take it. All right, so we're looking at uh, kind of the defense for the Rays in this series. They, um, Randy Rosarina made a bad read on, I think it was Corey Jolks's hit double yesterday. And in this game, you had Wander Franco make a bad play that led to a, a run. So the Rays have been playing above their heads for all season. And I know a lot of you are going to say, well, who have they played? They've been playing all these bad teams, but you still, you can't be, what's their record now? Uh, 20 and five, 20 and three, just by beating up on all the bad teams. So they are a good team, but what the Astros did is they held them back with the, the home runs. If you hold a team back like the Rays from hitting home runs, that's how you're going to beat that team. Uh, Cause they, they do single, single through on Homer. And that's how they win. walk single, through and Homer. That's how you uh, they win a lot. And so I think by the Astros avoiding the long ball in the series, that's how they did it. Did it. And for the most part, they did so, well, for the most part against the Braves. I know Matt Chapman kind of got them for a little bit uh, in the Blue Jay series, but uh, there's some players that have hit home runs, but the pitching has been improving outside of Jose Arquiti and a couple other rocky starts or maybe rocky bullpen appearances. But uh, you've, you're going to have some crappy p- performances sometime. You just got to yeah. move past it and see what's next. And what's next is the Rangers. How are they doing? And let me tell you that this episode is actually brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a place where you can go if you are just realizing that maybe there's someone you could talk to. There are times when we need to go through life and we need someone to help us deal with the changes. It is all about this therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do self-discovery 
And it basically, they go from where you are and take you to the place you need to be. If you are thinking about getting help, BetterHelp is the place to go. I've actually used BetterHelp and they have an easy to use service. You can get it on your cell phone. You don't have to go to an office. You get to actually choose the therapist. If at some point in your counseling sessions, you don't like the therapist, you can switch. There's no additional charge. They make it easy. It's affordable. And for our Locked On listeners, there is a discount. And when you discover your potential with BetterHelp, you visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. Go to BetterHelp. You won't be sad that you went. Hey, guys, I hate to go back to the 70s for this, but peace. Let's go ahead and um, let's leave Maldonado alone for a little bit. Let's move on to other topics. Oh, is every is, uh, yeah. Is every... Uh, the chat is kind of going crazy about Martin Maldonado. So oh, uh, I do want to focus on what the the Rangers are doing. They are now fourteen and ten with a five eighty three winning percentage. The Astros are now fourteen and eleven with a five sixteen winning percentage. The Astros are seven and three in the last ten. The Rangers are six and four, and uh, the run differential is plus fifty six for the Rangers, plus twenty eight for the Astros. Now, who are the Rangers facing next, you ask? Well, they're facing all rise for New York Yankees. And so uh, they're going to see they're going to face that team. And the Astros are, of course, facing the Phillies. We'll talk more about that in tomorrow's podcast. But the Astros are basically a half game away from uh, first place. And if the Rangers lose tomorrow night on Thursday, because the Astros are off on Thursday, then they could technically be tied for first place by the time we do a podcast. I don't know what time the game is tomorrow for the Rangers, but. Well, um, yeah, so they, they're they actually going against Garrett Cole, and Garrett Cole's been very good this year. I'll just be real honest. I don't think the Astros, I mean, I don't think the Astros, I don't think the Yankees are going to let the Rangers beat them, especially with Garrett Cole on the mound. Garrett Cole is doing Garrett Cole things, and they had a really solid win today. Um this guy is just really, I mean, he's really kind of pitching out of his mind this year. He is, he is all of what Garrett Cole was, was, was when he was in Houston, he's gotten better. He got the past the whole spider tack thing, but I love the fact that the Rangers are playing them and I'm actually cheering for the Yankees right now to beat the Rangers. I would love to see the Rangers lose another series. And you know what? The, Yankees may keep the Rangers from winning the April World Series. I think they were going, I heard they were setting dates and parade routes for the April World Series, but I don't think they're going to be able to do that now. Well, I'm just saying, look, the Rangers, no, no, (laughs) I will not stop. The Rangers Twitter account did this to themselves. They, they put everything out there. There is so much, so much bookmarked material that I cannot wait to go back on come playoff time when they're sitting at home and we are marching our way to another world series title. Okay. All righty. So, um, and other news, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, who the Astros, I know we're we'll go deeper into this, but on Friday, it's gonna be Farmer Valdez versus Aaron Nola. That's pretty much a rematch of, I don't know if that was, um, maybe a game in the world series. I can't remember. Yeah. But- This whole matchup is like a rematch of the World Series. And guys, if you want all the play-by-play action of the Astros, why don't you go ahead and try SiriusXM? 
Uh, you can hear the hometown broadcast. All you have to do is get the Sirius XM app. Just search uh, SXM and search Astros, and you can listen to all the play-by-play action of this great matchup. So I'm excited for this, and it's going to be Saturday. It's going to be Christian Javier versus Zach Wheeler. And on Sunday, it's going to be Jose Urquidy versus Bailey Falter. <laughs> oh, hold on, man. Come on, dude. Give him, give him some love. I know he's, I know he's been struggling. But hey, we're at home. Oh, hey, at hey home. I came up with a new nickname for Jose or Kitty. Jose, you're kidding me. <laughs> Jose, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like from the office, good old Kevin line. Yeah, I thought it was uh, game one of the World Series. Um, so, it was game one. Yeah, yeah. game one. Ga- game six and ended up being Wheeler versus Framber. And that's when the game got turned upside down. If you listen to the intro, you know we make that famous every time we go on the air. But I'm excited about the Phillies coming to town. I'll be going to the Sunday night game. It's an ESPN game, actually. It's a nationally televised game. So it'll be nice for the Astros to flex their muscle. But look, Bryce Harper is out. He's down. Um, Big news up in Seattle. Robbie Ray, done for the season. 100% donezo. I mean, he's out. He's out for the season. So Robbie Ray will not. But does that mean that if the Astros face the Mariners in the playoffs, you can't bring in Robbie Ray to face Alvarez and that's okay or well, whatever it was. Well, I, let me tell you, we will not go 18 innings. Mark my words. Um, CS CS almost win is not going to be a problem this year. Look, everybody was freaking out. Like people were literally lecturing me about the Rangers. The Rangers are real, man. You got to respect them. I'm like, it's freaking April. Like, man, I don't know. I just, we're not the same team. We lost Furlander and we lost two to the Tigers. There's no way this team even wins. Maybe, maybe they win 92 games. Dude, get over yourself. It's freaking April. Like, chill out, bro. This Astros team is lined up perfectly. We've got guys that are on the IL that are actually, it's good for them in the long run because they come back. They don't have an entire season to get banged up. Brantley will come back. Altuve will come back. I don't know about McCullers. Um, Forrest Whitley is pitching out of his mind down in AAA. You'd love to see that. You've got other kids making moves in the minor leagues. Look, the Astros are going to be fine when it's all said and done. Get this Jordan thing fixed. Now, we hope that there's not an IL stint because the Astros have said that they're waiting to get back to get the update on Jordan because they're not 100% sure what exactly is going on. They haven't put him on the IL. I'm hoping that they come back and go, okay, he got some rest. He's ready for Friday. But if he has to sit out a series, Eric, I say let him sit out. You just beat the Rays two games of three without him. Don't rush him back. It's too early in the season to try to hurt him even further. All right. So in other words, they're going to kick Jordan Alvarez's tires and see how he runs. Right. <laughs> Basically. Exactly. Um, exactly. So uh, Chaz McCormick hit again today. And Dusty said, we'll have to find out if he's ready or does he need a rehab assignment? He said he feels a lot better. And on Michael Brantley, he is off today after playing. We already talked about that. And he said, we'll see how he feels today. Hope he's not too sore. So basically the, the moral of today or the word of day or words of day is we'll see because they don't really know. They don't know what's going on with Alvarez. They don't really know what's going on with McCormick, and they don't really know when Michael Brantley will be back. So 
I know the Astros just took two games against the be- one of the best teams in baseball, one of the best offenses in baseball without Alvarez in the lineup for any of those three games. And that is an accomplishment. That is something to be proud of as an Astros fan. So uh, definitely lim- shutting these guys out back-to-back nights, that is impressive. And for a rookie to do that, I mean, a rookie to well, come in and do that. And one thing, Brett, I have, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Uh, you normally get to do it, but I'm going to uh, get on soapbox this time. Dear Rays, I know you've always been this big opener type of team, but if you have a guy like Fleming who can come in and pitch six innings, why do you have an opener? Is it because he's too scared to pitch in the first inning? Is that why you don't just have him come in and pitch six innings? The opener is so stupid. I mean, just have – why do you have Farshay Farsh- or however you say his name uh, come in and pitch two innings? I mean, um, I get it sort of, but the opener is so stupid. Just have Fleming pitch – he pitched six innings. He basically started a game. So, anyway. You know – I don't know. It's just kind of the Rays way. There's, you know, same thing when um, Dusty Baker gets questions. But I, I think there was a classic undersell with calling the Rays one of the best teams. Dude, coming into this series, they were the best team in baseball. Right. Not one of the best teams. They were the best team. Right. Capital T-H-E. And I want to emphasize that. They were the best team in baseball. Not the Yankees. Not the Dodgers not the Red Sox, not the Blue Jays, the freaking Rays, right? They're on this historic tear. They won all these games at home in a row. And all we had to do was pitch our game plan, was go out and do the things we know how to do. And then we go and we shut out this ball club. And Joseph actually shares with us here, Eric, it has only been done five times in the last 10 years for the Rays to be shut out at home in back-to-back games. So we are doing things with this team without a full squad. Eric, we're a major league baseball. Let me put you on notice. We don't even have all our cats out there. We don't eat. We are. We have that dog in us. And so if you think that the reigning champs had a world series hangover, you have been put on notice. April 26, 2023. You have been warned that this team is coming for a second title and we are the reigning champs, period, end of story. So you can talk smack all you want to in April or May or June, but you better have longevity. You better have stamina because this team is not coming to just break your backs. They're coming to take your soul and we're going to win a second World Series with this team because when we're all healthy, all hell is going to break loose. All right, I want to have a little heartwarming moment here. Uh, the Pirates, I know we've all made fun of Pirates for many years. Um, now they're actually a good team, but they had a, a awesome moment today. Drew Maggie, uh, he's a, a guy that's been in the minor leagues for 13 seasons. He's played in uh, 1,154 games, 4,492 minor league plate appearances. He got his first major league start he got his first call up to big leagues after 13 years in minor leagues how many baseball players would stay that long but he did yeah and he got his first major league hit today and the crowd just started um calling his name and so that everybody recognized what a big story this was so that's a little heartwarming moment there 
No, yeah, definitely. And dude, you want to talk about heartwarming? I mean, what the Pirates are doing right now is heartwarming. I mean, they are on top of their division, Eric. Uh-huh. The Cardinals, the Cardinals are on the bottom of their division. Right. I mean, look at this, dude. Pittsburgh 17 and 8. The Cardinals are are 9 and 15. The Pittsburgh Pirates are leading the Brewers right now. The Pittsburgh Pirates are playing out of their mind. And I know I said it's only April and all this stuff, but I believe more in what the Pittsburgh Pirates are doing than what the Rangers ever did. Just because a team that's not supposed to be doing these things and they're doing them with confidence, if they get enough steam, they could actually be a surprise at the end of the season. Because the National League, we know the National League East is super strong. I mean, the Braves, after they got, you know, shut out by us, not shut out, but at, they went 0-3 against us the next game. They trounced their next opponent 11 nothing, kind of took it out on them. You know, right. Spencer Strider is up there with strikeouts. But, Eric, I love this team. I love the way we're winning. Tip your hat to the Pirates. Um, it's good to see them. Ethan over there. Guys, go check out Lock on Pirates. Ethan does a phenomenal job covering that team. And his views are up. Go subscribe to his channel. Like, go get to know other teams. Go get to know some of the National League teams on Lock on Network because you want to see, hey, who are the Astros going to play in the World Series? Something I'm still impressed with, and I can't can't stop thinking about this. The Astros held the Rays scoreless for the last 19 innings of this series. The best offense in baseball. The Astros just shut the door on them. And Ryan Presley, for the first time all season, after missing a few games, pitched in back-to-back games and got a save. So I believe that was his first save of the season, right? Uh, let me see. Uh, I believe it was. or it may, No, his second yeah, save I'm, of the season. Second okay. save. But, uh, yeah, the, the Astros, things are coming together for the Astros. Hunter Brown, seven innings, two hits, two walks, eight strikeouts. The Astros are just getting it done, and you love to see it. And hopefully the good times get uh, rolling when they come back to Minute Maid Park. Hopefully we get some new, good news about Jordan Alvarez because it would be nice to have him back in the lineup. That's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. We will be back tomorrow. We'll go ahead and preview the series against the uh, World Series opponent, the Phillies. And my name is Eric Heisman. You find me at Eric Cox Rose. You find Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse. We are the Lockdown Astros podcast, your team every day, where we talk about Mauricio Devon. We'll see you tomorrow. Maldi truthers.